Hello and welcome to another episode of On The Topic. This week I am donning my finest gear. I haven't worn a suit since last year's my sister's wedding. Ooh. I've got to say, if you haven't looked at the episode artwork, I'm looking ding-dang delightful. Oh, th- triple D. Excuse me. Uh, I'm, a- <laughs> I'm Alex. <laughs> We've done outtakes, haven't we just started? Yeah. <laughs> and a triple D. Triple D. A triple something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start that one again? No, 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 I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking... I can't. I need to put myself back together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's lost it. I've... Right. Oh, I'm looking dapper. I'm suited. I'm booted. I've got my best suit on. I've got a tie. I've got my shoes. They're polished. And I'm Dan. And uh, and welcome to a first for this channel in five years. There's tears streaming down Dan's, Dan's face for the second time this evening. Um, uh, but all, all for good reasons. Um, yeah, we haven't done this before, Dan, have we? We have not. So usually we do a festive episode. We didn't do it this year, so we've uh, we moved this towards the end of the year. Um, unfortunately, we were quite busy at work last week. No, it's not unfortunate. We've got jobs. But it's fine. It's we all good. But here we are. OTT Awards where we're going to give out awards for best films, actors, actresses, TV shows, again, actors and actresses for those, games, and then we've got some, oh, some music awards as well. Mm, We've got it all. Gaming, podcast, miscellaneous awards. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. So, yeah, um, grab your favourite tipple, or as you're walking along, make sure you're concentrating where you're walking, don't trip over yourself because we've got a fantastic episode here lined up for all of the things that we thought is worth celebrating mm. in our year and some of yours too had some recommendations I guess from listener, right Dan? We did so some some listeners got involved perfect and they found out their award well certainly against some of my choices oh right they're actually more of my honourable mentions but we'll go through those oh. as we go through the show would you want to kick off down with the first award? Let's do it. So, first category is films. Oh yeah, these are good. So, best film for me. So, do you want to like, like doing the in the um, the Oscars or other ceremonies? Describe what the category is. So, this is this is based upon X, Y, Z, and then we have the drum roll that we announce. Is that the best way to do it? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. So, this this is a category for best film that we've seen. Or? Best film that we've seen. Okay. This year, and my award goes to. Oppenheimer. Wow, okay. I don't want people to think I'm just jumping on the bandwagon, so I only recently watched it back-to-back with Barbie. Yep. I did the old Barbieheimer, Barbieheimer on a Sunday evening. Did it work? It's a back-to-back? It, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Barbie's light relief for Oppenheimer. Yes. But the acting in Oppenheimer is just phenomenal. I mean, I haven't fantastic. seen either yet. Is Killian Murphy good? He's fantastic. Of course, and RDJ's it. RDJ's in it. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, actually, very unrecognisable. Yeah, uh, he's, didn't he did he shave his head for it? And he's got um, yeah spectacles on. Doesn't look anything like his his uh, Tony Stark era. No, it's a very good film. Mm. Uh, if people haven't seen it, I highly recommend okay. it. Uh, but I do have a runner-up. Yeah, uh, Mission Impossible Seven: Dead Reckoning Part One. Okay. 
And then I've got some honourable mentions. So mm. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is fantastic. I don't know if you've seen that yet, Alex. I haven't. I've been meaning to get around to it. Uh, of course, Barbie is on the list, uh, and this very much nearly did make best film for me. It was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, ah, right, which yes. is an absolute tearjerker. Yeah, really, really well thought out though. Um, wasn't like anything else that's come in Phase Five. It's um, really, really good, really enjoyable. Yeah. So, Alex, over to you. Yeah, um, favorite film. Uh, this is Left Field. And actually, I'm somewhat bending the rules here because actually I saw this film this year, but actually it's from late last year. Okay. But I think we'll accept it. Let's do it. Yeah. Anything goes here on On The Topic. For mine, Dan... Oh, yeah. For mine, Dan, it's... Bullet Train. Okay. Yeah, Bullet Train. I've not seen this. Starring Brad Pitt, Jerry King, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. It's a dark comedy. It's almost a bit like... um, Snatch, yeah, bit of snatch. So you know, as they go through the film, perhaps you haven't seen it, listener, but for, as you go through the film, they then do callbacks to, oh, this is what's happening, and this mm-hmm. is how they end up here, and, you, and they don't, they don't give you everything as it happens chronologically, and, and you see kind of what led to that point and that moment, and there's a bit of a, a surprise for the audience mm-hmm. who aren't in on it. Um, it's such a good film. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson is brilliant as a Cockney gangster mm. uh, there's a bit of feeling a bit of soul to it um, but it's a very clever story very well acted and it all takes place as it was just on a train um, but there, yeah there's lots of double crossings and unexpected twists and there's a couple of moments where I, I was laughing out loud I don't often do this listen I don't know if you do Dan but I laughed out loud in my lounge as I was watching some absolutely sick dank things happen <laughs> Um, that's not unusual no uh, and after uh, uh, oh, what was it what did we watch at the cinema well we just absolutely oh up. that was um, John Wick that was it John Wick 3 wasn't Parabellum it? yeah um, perhaps that sings to my uh, my sense of humour which is quite dark but uh, it's so good so if you haven't seen it listen then from the of it, Dan you haven't I would highly recommend it it's not particularly long just under two hours I think very worth a watch but yeah my runners up um, definitely are Guardians of the Galaxy uh, for me um, really thoroughly enjoyed that one and uh, the, the 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 CFX the, the computer graphics were mm. fantastic uh, the score the music the storyline you had some characters that actually had fulfilment we yeah. haven't really had that in the story arc for a long long time in a Marvel film can highly recommend it but otherwise no my favourite film Dan was Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Mm. Uh, and on the socials, we got held by Utopia Project. So they gave their movie of the year to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, wow. Congratulations, guys. Good choice. Yes. Um, yeah, really good effort, of course, by Chris Pratt and friends. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I think we both bawled our eyes out watching that. Um, well, I know I did. No, no, 100%. Yeah, I... I, I, I I had tears rolling down my face at CGI um, furry friends rocket yeah it's um, rocket. it's just so touching um, who's the uh, the guy who does rocket's voice again it's um, it is Bradley Cooper Bradley Cooper so Bradley Cooper I saw he did an interview I actually saw this like, I think last week he was on some chat show or something you know Jimmy Fallon or something <laughs> and he was saying that 
Um, that was all kind of ad-libbed. Like he, he read kind of what the crux of the story was and kind mm. of roughly what they wanted to say. But he did it basically in one take. And the emotion was actually him kind of going off script and kind of channeling Rocket. Yeah. And he was genuinely upset because he, he oh, imagined wow. his like childhood close friend passing away. And what you're hearing is legitimate sadness. Oh, it makes me feel bad now yeah it's so good um and that's why you get the emotion because bradley was just in a, in a really dark sad place um but gave that authenticity to what is otherwise quite an odd mm. scene if you talk it out loud none of it actually happens on screen it's all cgi but oh, he, did, he did such a good job with rocket and he is obviously the star of the show in that film there's no shouts about that we do have a review out there as well so if you we want do. to listen to it uh that was from the summer it was the 12th of may it was oh bloody yeah. Got all the deets. Yeah, got the Rain Man going on today. So next category is mm. best film actor. So an actor that has stood out for us. Yes. Over twenty twenty three. Okay. My award goes to Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh-huh. Well done, Killian. Now in a film where you've got your RDJs, Matt Damon's, uh, just you know, it's star studded. He does not get lost in that crowd. No. He, st- he I mean, I don't really know much of Killian Murphy. I think he's only really sort of come to the furore since... Um, Peaky Blinders? Peaky Blinders, which I've not watched. Oh, Dan, it's brilliant. Uh, well, not the last season, in my opinion. But a fun, interesting fact. Um, Killian never likes... He's not on social media, doesn't mm. believe in it. Um, he purposefully moved his, his kids from the, uh, from Britain, um, or should I say, um, England, to back to Northern Ireland. Was it Northern Ireland? Is he Northern Irish? I think he is. He is Irish. Um, could be careful. This is shaky ground. But he moved anyway back to um, Ireland, um, and he um, purposely because he didn't want his kids to sound mm. like an English person because we we do sound a bit stupid. Um, which is quite funny. You said, uh, and he, yeah, uh, speak for himself. And he um, he doesn't like to do press, so whenever you see him, he's obligated to be there to sit mm. there and to answer questions. But otherwise, he's not going to be doing you know, any fangirling or hyping up. He just answers the questions. Yeah. So whenever you see him, he looks quite bored and disinterested because he is. Yeah. He does not want to do it. And if you think you know, films are done six, nine, twelve months later, he does it. Um. He's doing it, you know, quite some time after he initially initially filmed, um, and that's why if you see him, he's just totally in a different place. He does not give two shits. No, and fair play to him. If that's not what he enjoys and he's got to do it because it's part of his contract obligations, then he is going to turn up and answer the questions. But otherwise, you will never see him animated, and that's why, Dan. Oh, and that's also why I don't know anything about him because he's not on social media. He doesn't share his personal life. He doesn't engage in general public, and he keeps himself very private. Actually, that's a really fucking hard thing to do this time, you know, yeah. this day and age. And he does it so well. So I think that's partly why he goes under the radar. And I think indirectly, Dan, although you're not saying it, I think that's why we should celebrate him because actually he turns up, he does a bloody good shift at work, very believable films, and then goes home. And there's not that many yeah. people that can say do that. Uh, my runner-up went to Robert Downey Jr. as Lewis right. Strauss in Oppenheimer. A double whammy. Don't want to give too much away, but there is a twist with his character, and it's just so phenomenal. The way he could... RDJ's got some acting chops, right? Yeah. 
he can just turn the dial and he just changes just like that it's phenomenal it's so brilliant uh, honourable mentions go to Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt agreed he's in mine uh, which was fantastic yep. uh, and you, you, you've just spoken about him Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon yeah phenomenal you know, that emotion man it's just fantastic unrivaled and that's when he's doing it on the green screen well not even the green screen doing it in a booth no it's um, he does Rocket Raccoon in uh, the little suit it's um, James Gunn's brother Oh right, yes. He sort of hunch, he like hunches up and like walks yeah, yeah, across yeah. the floor, doesn't he? Yeah. But yeah, I don't need to say any more than that. I mean, you 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 covered Bradley Cooper. Yeah, fantastic. Are we doing just films? Are we doing TV as well? Are we? We are doing TV as well, but okay. we've sep- I've separated okay. them into different categories. My best actor actress is Imam Vellani. <laughs> I've got her in mind all mentions for Best Film Actress. I think she has done brilliantly in the Marvels. Yes. I think she carries the film. I don't think that anyone was particularly holding them back. But her enthusiasm and her enjoyment and her ability to act is phenomenal. She really captures Miss Marvel so well... But she's enjoying herself, Dan. She is. And it's infectious, and you can see that. You know, when you see um, uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, same difference. Mm. All right, he's not necessarily everyone's favourite Peter Parker iteration, but he's very good. And you can see he's enjoying it. You can see that he's a a Marvel superhero fan. And he's thrown into the mix. You do get that quality, which not a lot of actors get. They, 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 They read the script, and they put their own spin on the story or the character. But do you ever get enthusiasm, really, apart from the paycheck? Not like... Not often. Iman Vellani. Iman's just on a whole different level, Dan. And for me, I think that's why I think she should be celebrated for... I, I still think, and I'm keep on talking about it, it's not a bad film. I think she did a very good effort. And actually, her solo series, whilst it wasn't my favourite of the Disney Plus streaming... She did fantastic last year. She captures the character so well. You know, we both yeah. read the comics. We played, unfortunately, the Avengers. Mm. And, um, I mean, it's not a character that I've ever related to through no. those two mediums. But on the big screen, wow. Unrivaled. So good. So, yeah, round of applause for Marvelani for me. Um, she takes takes the, the much coveted award, mm. the OTT. Best actress for me. Uh, mine went to... Margot Robbie in Barbie. Oh, wow, okay. She was very good. Very good range of emotion. And there's this really nice scene where Barbie comes to the real world and she's sat at a bus stop and she stares at this old woman. And they have this really nice exchange. And Margot literally cries and she says, you're beautiful. Mm. It's just such a nice exchange, but... She's got a good range of emotion in that yeah. film, and it just works. And I mean, of course, as the as the star, you've got to carry it. And she sort of gives it. She sort of takes away that sort of jokiness, but makes it a little bit serious as well. Right. Okay. It's a good film. I highly recommend it. Uh, so I say, made minor mentions, but Margot for me carries it. Oh, perfect. Uh, and my runner-up went to Hayley Atwell as Grace in MI7. Yeah. And as we said, you know, we weren't too sure what her chemistry was going to be like with you know the Tom Cruises and you know the, the cast that really carried that series from day dot yeah but she, she slots in very nicely 
Yeah, you've taken she, the words out of my mouth. Sorry, mate. She's um, she's not typecast. She's not stereotyped. Very capable. She she doesn't get overshadowed, nor does she come in and overshadows other people. No, I think she's. I think we even said this in the episode on in the review. She compliments the cast and mm. fits in very nicely and. I'm genuinely excited to see how she kind of develops into her next film. I think on the On The Go episode, we were on the way to the cinema, we were sort of a bit... I don't know if apprehensive is the right word about her fitting in, but we sort of were a bit coy. We weren't too sure, were we? But actually, after we saw the film... No. It's very good. Um, I can't recommend her highly enough if people... uh, haven't uh, haven't seen. I mean, my my runners up from um, from that really has to be um, who's the the broker that plays in it, um, Vanessa Kirby. Yes, yeah. just that scene, you know, where they're on the train and she she's playing Hayley Atwell. And I, I saw it again with you, Dan. Didn't we? Saw yeah. it um, on the. Oddly, one of the cases that we don't record, <laughs> we're just socialising because um, we do do that. And um, I was watching, it and just how she can seamlessly transition from someone who is playing her, but not her. Yeah, but it's still her. And we pointed out that when you watch it, when you think it's um, Hayley Atwell, she wears brown contact yes. lenses, so you can tell them apart. And then the real Vanessa Kirby comes through, and just back to sort of blue eyes. But yeah, yeah it's very good. Uh, it's a good chat, actually. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely my runners up because I think I didn't like her in the last one in Rogue Nation. Yeah. No. Oh, it was um, the one with uh, Henry Cavill in it, wasn't it? Yeah. Six. Um, I didn't really like her much in this one. In that one, this one, tip top. Yeah, very she's well also done. in the Crown. Very. Uh, oh, really? I think seasons one and two, she's a uh, Princess Anne. She was very good in that wow. as well. Mind you, that was a COVID binge. I need to get back on that at some point. Last season, Dan, isn't it? It is. On to TV slash streaming. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was quite a fun one to write up on. No, we definitely. did get some listeners on this one oh, as okay. well. Best TV series, Alex. Mine went two. Loki, season two. And it's mine as well, Dan. Is it? It is, yeah. Boom. By, the, by the way, listener, we have not... I think you sent me your notes. I didn't actually read them. I read the yeah. um, the categories. But uh, you definitely haven't seen mine. Yes. Uh, Loki, season two on Disney Plus for me too. Uh, and you might say, you know, uh, guys, they could do something different. Uh, and I have got some honourable mentions which Same. are not Marvel. But for the reasons I think you're going to say, Dan... Um, it's a phenomenal series. It is. We did a, a season review, so of course we we don't want to repeat all of it. But why why did Loki steal it for you? Because that's I mean that's that's towards the end of the the awards period, Dan. It's mm. right at the end of the season. So why do you choose that one? Acting, mm-hmm. good writing. Yep. Um, probably one of the stronger MCU um, projects. I agree on the streaming services for sure. Mm. Uh, and. A nice continuation for season one. Definitely. It's, you know, it's not lost somewhere in like some weird planet or anything. We're, you know, we're back on planet Earth. And, and it takes place. Travelling time. Immediately. And unfortunately, at the time of recording, I mean, this, this hasn't aged well, Jonathan Majors was brilliant in it. I think, and this is dangerous ground, and I don't want to be cancelled at the end of 23. No. And I'm not going to comment on what's happening in his personal life. And that's kind of what I want to say is I think we need to disassociate, although you shouldn't, 
the purposes of this episode, I think we should disassociate his personal and his professional life. And I think, at least for me, Dan, it's okay mm. to say that he was very good in it. And I think he was very good in it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that because he's acting. Uh, well, another there, couple of iterations of Victor Timely were abs or, or, or uh, Kang yes. were brilliant. Uh, you can't deny that. I mean, off filming, he's a wrong one. Yeah, but on on screen, he he clearly can act, and he was brilliant. This we need to talk about the future of the MCU in the new year. We will, and we'll obviously touch that ground. Uh, you know, where does this leave Marvel now with his um, essentially his off-field antics? Yes, do the crime, do, do the, the time. time, get yeah. in the sea. Yeah. Uh, my runner-up. Ted Lasso season three right, Apple okay. TV now yeah. any episode any show that can make me laugh cry you know it's, that's up there for me and it just rounds off the three seasons perfectly it's just so well done and it's not quite the happy ending I think people want but it leaves you wanting more to the point where you could probably do spin-offs okay I don't know if, what the future holds but I think Hannah Waddingham wants to do something that would be interesting she mm. wants to lock him up in a in a basement to get writing interesting stuff mm. uh, honourable mentions yes. go to Sex Education Season 4 which we did review we did uh, that was a lot of fun Only Murders in the Building Season 3 oh, was yes. it? how can I forget that yes definitely Welcome to Wrexham Season 2 mm. which is uh Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney's football club in yep. in Wales and the thing I love about this is that the season doesn't just focus on the team or the manager or those two they go from top to bottom so they focus on certain members of the crowd right okay there's a really nice human element to it and it's just very good and this season they actually focus a lot on the women's team as well brilliant and of course they were chasing promotion at the same time as the men's team and if they did it they would then go up into a league where they actually got paid as professionals wow it's so good like even if you're not a football fan I'd just recommend it just for that human emotional element yeah. uh, on, another one mention goes to The Woman in the Wall which had uh, Ruth Wilson in it oh, right. very bleak um, but you can get that on BBC mm. And Our Flag Means Death, which was a pirate show oh. with um, who did who was the director of Thor, Love and Thunder and Ragnarok. Taika. Taika Waititi. Mm. He's in it. Very good. Well, um, obviously talked about our winners, Dan. My runners up. I have got guilty pleasures. We've talked about this before. Yes. Selling Sunset. Yeah. Do you know it's what? so good. It's on my recommendations for Netflix, apparently. It's- uh, it's it's a car crash but it's brilliant I can't stop watching season 7 on Netflix just out um, Selling the OC uh, similar ilk but this is obviously as it sounds George County uh, season 2 uh, that was bonkers and again uh, I really enjoyed it I don't I don't apologise and I'm obviously speaking about it and committing it to the internet Um it's really good writing and directing. Whether or not it's, it's real or not, mm. reality TV is, is, is a different a different topic and a different conversation for a different time. But uh, 
I thoroughly enjoyed whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, Sex Education Season 4 you talked about. I've got one here you... I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Dan. It's called The Night Agent. Oh, is that on Netflix? It is. Yes, I need to watch that. Uh, I'd recommend it. It's um, it's kind of like a an espionage thriller. Hmm. On so, desk or...? Not so much. It's more of... Um, uh, you know, like um, political shenanigans and people looking to try and off you because you know secrets of the government type of thing. Yeah. It's quite good. Okay. And then Lupin season three. Yes, you've talked about that a few times. Omar Sy. Look, years. yeah, it's it's um, native French speaking, so you have to subtitle it unless you know your French. I just get past my um, that basic GCSE French, which doesn't really get me through when you're looking at. Yeah, that type of program, but it's it's so good, so well written. Omar Sy again's phenomenal. Um, that was my close second. Yeah, it's um, Netflix's Lupin. Uh, we did get some listeners as well. Oh yeah. Uh, so first up, we got Amanda. She said hers her favourite show was Ted Lasso. Oh good. And then she thanked me and my partner Claire. Uh, Personally, so for recommending Ted oh, Lasso, right. excellent. Yeah, and then second, we've got Utopia Project podcast. They said Brassic. No, I've not heard of it. Oh right, but I did get the synopsis. Hmm, tell us. In a forgotten corner of Northern England, Vinny and his mates are stone broke, driven to a life of petty crime. Vinny, Dylan, Cardi, Ash, Tomo, and JJ's friendship has stood the test of time but the cracks are beginning to show. When Dylan's girlfriend, Erin, wants out to start afresh in a new town, Dylan's torn between following her or staying with the pals he thinks of as brothers. As their past dis- discretions begin to catch up with them and the realisation hits that they are getting in way over their heads, the boys need each other more now than ever. It can be found Ooh. on Sky Max. Might be sold on that. To Interesting. Be Good shout. Best TV actor. Or best TV streaming actor. Mine. Yes. I've already mentioned him. My one goes to Omar Sidan. Nice. He's so good. Um, I talked about him before. A lot of people go, who? Who's that? Yeah. Now this guy, uh, he is the the, the character, the the actor behind Lupin on Netflix that I just talked about. Um, he does supporting roles in in a couple of other films. I guess most notably, I've talked about at least for us is um, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Um, he is uh, Chris Pratt's co-raptor trainer. Yes. And yeah. He was in the last film. He but he was in the first Jurassic World, um, where the park is you know goes batshit uh, he's he's so good and his acting range is phenomenal and he plays a very cheeky character which is perfect for him um, he's got range that, and he, he plays a um, a gentleman thief so he's often acting as someone else and and to act in a different language and still come across to an English speaking language that isn't native to his own tongue that he's playing a different character is no mean feat and it, it just he's I can't I can't explain Dan just how talented this guy is mm. and I think it's criminal that people aren't really celebrating or shouting about him enough 
So for me, it goes to Omar Sy. If anyone doesn't know who he is or has never seen Lupin, please, please, please give the first episode of Netflix a go. If you don't have an account, share it. I'm not sure if I should be saying that. No, we shouldn't be saying that. Sign up. Or sign up. And if you don't like it, cancel subscription. Um, But do go and see the first episode. Please, Mm. I implore you. And give that guy some love because he's seriously good. I wrote to him on Twitter, Dan. Did you? I did. Did you write back? I don't think so. I don't. Also, X. um, I've got my phone. It's still Twitter. We'll talk about that later. Um, But yeah, I I, I don't expect him to respond to me. But I just just said to him, that was a bloody good series. Mm. Very well done. Because. even if he doesn't see it, and I'm not, you know, I'm not delusioned to think that people do read these things, but if on the other off occasion he did, he should at least get that positive feedback because that platform is bloody toxic. Oh, There's probably a lot of bad people on there saying some very horrible things. Uh, I just thought, you know what, let's give some good back into the world. We'll touch some base on that in a bit. I'm sure we will. Uh, my, my award goes to, it's pretty obvious, Tom Hiddleston. Yes. T Hids. Fantastic again. Um, Runner-up was Kihoi Kwan as Obi. Yeah. Great return to the silver screen. As we said, you know, in a series which was quite star-studded, he doesn't get lost. No. He's fantastic. Does the quirky character really well. Uh, And I want to give an honourable mention. Uh, We talked about these two in a lot of depth in Sex Education Season 4 review. Connor Swindles and Alistair Petrie yeah, as Adam shout. and Michael Groff respectively. Yeah, really good shout. Wanted a bit more of those those two. Because their, their chemistry is so good. Brilliant. Uh, I think I had, again, some tears in my eyes in the last episode, that last season. Mm. Um, really beautiful acting. Great storylines and very well delivered. Best TV actress? Um, I don't have a TV actress now. Oh, so who's yours we can run through them so my award goes to Emma Mackey as Maeve oh okay thought she was very good um, again, out of sex education yeah so we, we, we talked about that we won't go into too much depth runner up goes to Ruth Wilson as Lorna Brady in Woman in the War which I mentioned earlier not really a fair award though Dan because she's your uh... yeah I know She's your, I don't know what card you call it, wild card or hall pass. Yeah. Is she a hall pass? I don't yeah. think your missus would allow it if Ruth Wilson knocked on the door and said, Oh, trust me, she's after for... Tom Hiddleston. So okay. We're, 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 we're in safe space. Okay. Honourable mentions mm-hmm. Amy Lewood as Amy Gibbs from Sex Education. Yeah, very good. Good shout. And Hannah Waddingham as Rebecca Welton in Ted Lasso. Mm. Both phenomenal actresses. And uh, Hannah does a really good job in Ted Lasso very well done guys plays the owner of the football club initially wanting to take it down because she doesn't like her ex-husband who loves Richmond Football Club and uh, ends up I, I guess becoming the good person mm. It's a, she's very good she's phenomenal and uh, you'll probably see her all over the Christmas adverts this festive period excellent music yes this is one of my favourite categories. This was uh, a lot of fun to go through. Best album. What did you go for, Alex? My winner this year is 30 Seconds to Mars, Dan. Ooh. It's the end of the world, but it's a beautiful day. That album's fucking brilliant. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that people need to be a fan of Jared Leto 
um, or like you know the the disparate or very wide range of um, music style that is now Third Seconds to Mars. But the album, end to end, there's a couple of not so good songs. I won't say they're, they're bum notes, but as a collective album, it is so good, Dan. It's, mm. it's very well put together. It's eclectic, and it's 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 very, very odd with what you know of Third Seconds to Mars, which started off kind of new rock, new metal type. Yeah. I don't know, in the, in the early days, you know, This Is War. Um, there are some genuinely really good good tracks in it one of my favourites is um, Avalanche um, and it's, it's there are some optimistic songs there some of it is quite melancholy but it's, it, there's optimism and I don't know it's because you know that's where the, the two are at their, their stages of their life but it's such a good album I can hugely recommend even if you don't know anything about 30 Seconds to Mars just give it a go get the getting at least to, to four songs if you don't like it fair play but I can guarantee a lot of you will stick it out and still think there's something in there I'll give it a go seriously recommend it Dan it's uh, the end of the world but it's a beautiful day I've got some randoms up though dude let's go for it Far From Saints debut album Kelly from uh, Stereophonics with Patty Lynn and Dwight Baker of the American mm. band The Wind and The Wave really good album um, self-titled Far From Saints um, very talented lovely smoky deep south kind of vibes with um, obviously uh, Kenny from the Phonics uh, they're all very talented with you know, playing their own musical yeah. instruments it's just it's a different type of vibe and it's very well put together um, I'd say I'd say it's pretty channels um you know, like Tennessee type um, blues music without t- you know self-titling yeah. it it's, it's great so yeah Far From Saints for me is a very close runs up I really enjoyed that album this year uh, best album for me clearly goes to Blink-182 one more time it is good again we don't need to talk much about that there is a review out there we don't often do a lot of album reviews Alex we no. should probably do more <clears> maybe <throat> Mm-hmm. pick up some albums next year and do some reviews yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see but no it's a really good album actually and I listened to it all and we've, we we do go through the, each song listing and I really enjoyed that episode I'll put it in the description below but um, there's quite a, a wide range and mm. some very clever songs in there um, they've forgotten the Teenage Hank probably long ago now uh, and it's more of a like a greatest hits yeah of all of their side projects and yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good show. It just brings everything together. It was a culmination of their careers, and that's why I've chosen it. Brilliant. My runner-up goes to Hot Milk, A Call to the Void. Oh, okay. I haven't listened to that yet. Uh, a band from Manchester. I yeah. think I've talked about them every now and again throughout the history of yeah, yeah, OTT. Yeah. Uh, I've, this album has literally taken them all around the world. All over the world. Wow. You know, they're doing a great job, and I'm looking forward to seeing what their uh, next chapter is. It's like a mixture of pop punk uh, imagine fusing that with the prodigy 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 yeah. yeah lovely very much like that honourable mentions go to all time low tell me I'm alive another okay. pop punk banger uh, busted's greatest hits 2.0 there's oh, two wow. versions of that so you've got one where you got guests and they had 
all kinds of people on there. Neck Deep. They had um, Jonas Brothers. Oh wow! Okay. They had Defavana. Yeah, it's 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 really good. It's such a good album. It's like almost like a reimagining of the classics that yeah, we yeah. remember growing up. Uh, and lastly, McFly Power to Play, which is really good. So it's almost McFly wanting to be who they want to be. Right. Very good album. <clears throat> and we've got a couple of listeners. Yeah. Luke's given his award too. One more time. Okay. Blink. Yep. And Utopia Project podcast gave it two. Rancid, tomorrow never comes. Oh, um, no, a little bit of rancid. So Tim Armstrong, the front man, did one of the songs on One More Time, and they were in the transplant together. So, oh, okay, yeah, good choice. Pretty good. Have you got the a best single award? I haven't done. What's yours? I've given it two. Neck deep. It won't be like this forever. Ah. It's a banger. It's so good. Uh, and I gave my runner-up to Yellow Card, Childhood Eyes. Very good. It's always good having a yellow card in there. They're mm. still going. I've got a couple of curveballs here. Mm. Uh, one's a bit left field. So honourable mention goes to North Ghost, Worst Days, band from Northern Ireland. Incredibly talented. And that song is so good. It's just, it's brilliant. It's very right. catchy, like from the off. Very good chorus. And Def Havana of their cover of If I Could Turn Back Time. Interesting. And they they flip it on its head. It's just phenomenal. It's stunning. Familiar but different. Mm. Male Artist of the Year? No. No. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gone deep down these ones, no. Mm. Tell me. I've given it two. And you'll probably agree with me after some of his uh, Instagram videos recently. Alex Melton. Oh, yeah. Well done, Alex. Very well deserved this award. He could be coming back onto the list next year, Alex, because he's uh, doing his own album of his own music. Oh, is he? He is. His covers is fantastic. He's done a couple of reimagined Christmas ones. Yeah. That you know that would have seen. I think he even tagged you. I was like, well, the reason why I'm seeing this is because Dan's liked this video. It's like, yeah. I don't know why I'm even tagging you because you've already seen it, but it's just, it's so good. Um, and the guy just... He's a workhorse. Like I don't know how he manages, but he he's just so talented. He, he he does his own instruments and he does seemingly his own videos. He he edits and captures. Um, he's so talented, and I really enjoy the stuff that he puts out. And he's yeah. he's doing new stuff every week. Just reimagines your your childhood songs, essentially. So good. He'll make a country song pop. He'll make a pop song country. He's just just so talented yeah I agree it's a really good shout uh, female artist of the year I struggled with uh, I just, I've just given it to Taylor Swift because why not because it's Taylor it's Taylor yeah band of the year have you got a band of the year I have not we can squeeze yours in if you want uh, I've gone for Blink 182 okay what a comeback with Tom DeLong. yeah definitely um, they've come home Dan and it, and it feels right oh Band of the Year, Alex. We got some feedback on this one. Yes. So Luke got in touch. His Band of the Year award goes to Neck Deep. Oh right, We've, I've listened to some some of the stuff from uh, end of last year, I think. Yeah, the new stuff is fantastic. Uh, new album out in January, which we'll no about no doubt talk about in uh, most anticipated yeah. twenty twenty four. Yeah, Neck Deep. 
One to keep an eye on in the new year, I reckon. Oh, good choice, Luke. Of course, uh, time very well with Blink-182. Mark Hoppus once appeared as a guest on uh, one of their songs, December. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that man gets around, doesn't he? He's always doing cameos and uh, yeah. guest vocals. Spreading his musical seed. He is. So to speak. That sounds filth. It's Mark Hoppus. He's probably going to be. Oh, yes. Yes. <clears throat> right, let's go on to gaming. Oh, yes. Best computer game, Alex. What was yours? Uh, I had to think about this long and hard, Dan and listener, because it been it was a quiet year in the first half of the year, in my opinion, and then it kind of sped up towards the end. Mm. Um, I deliberated a lot. I'm very, very fortunate that I have most of the consoles. Um, so I'm very fortunate I can play lots of games, or the big ones that have come out this year. But with much deliberation, my winner this year, Game of the Year, Dan, and listener, is... Starfield. Starfield by Bethesda Games, Xbox, and on PC. Um, I think it's really good. It's got um, a mostly positive or mixed reviews... um, uh, I think aggregated score on Steam I think that's largely because it does lack polish so it's one of those games which has been released and unfortunately modders have had to kind of finish it off and make it slightly better uh, Bethesda haven't really um, stepped up and, and responded too much to some of the uh, the gripes uh, Days games these days are shipped almost incomplete mm. that's not new so um, I'm not saying it's right, by the way. It's it's bloody annoying because you know back in the back in our day, back in our day <laughs> when games were shipped, that was it. Yeah, like, they were on a cartridge. Th- there's no fucking chance of downloading or updating. It is what it is. If it's broken, you've got like class action lawsuits mm. in your hands. As you say, they're on cartridges. They're on CDs. Yeah. PlayStation One, PlayStation Two. People weren't really networked up or even on the PlayStation Two, even though you could. And I did later before the PS3. You didn't do it. So if, if the game was broken, you couldn't send out a cheeky last-minute patch. Well, it's these days they do, uh, and it's cheeky, and it's not right, and it's quite the opposite. Bethesda have come up with a really good game, in my opinion. I think just a lot of people want more from them, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, the expectations are very high, and I think they've they've done very well. It's a first-person shooter. Um, in that, it's an RPG, so you go and you follow around. Uh, a storyline. Um, you can create a look at your character. You can buy cosmetics. You can mod guns and mm. weapons. You can build ships from scratch. You can be a pirate or you can be a mercenary. You could be some of the good guys or you can be you know, anything in between. And then there's towards the end game. Um, I don't spoil it, but you, you can unlock powers mm. and they can be upgraded as you experience up and then there's a replayable factor and all of that can easily get you 50 or 60 hours without blinking and that's just the basic stuff so for me Dan uh, I really like this game I think there's lots in it I understand what the gripes are but for me I think personally although I didn't win any awards I don't think this year no um, I, I think got a lot of criticism from yeah. you know, the main outlets like IGN and <clears throat> did. but what do they know yeah exactly you listen to OTT we we do what we want we turn like it is uh, so I'm probably one of the very few but I actually think that they should be celebrated for what they've done I think it's um, 
been many years in the making. But if you don't have an Xbox, PC, or perhaps uh, there's other things, well, I have got runners up, Dan. Yes, do. Pray tell. Killer Frequency. This is on. This is by Team Seventeen. So the guys did Worms, um, mm. Oculus Quest, and on console, you are the role of a radio DJ, first person shoot, shooter, first person view, and sort of a bit of a puzzler. And you've got to try and save people's lives who are slowly but surely getting picked off by a serial killer that's come back thirty years later. It's kind of tongue in cheek, dark comedy, bleak, but it sounds good. But they dial in to your radio show late at night, and they're like, "He's outside. What do I do?" And you've got to choose options very quickly about mm. when to tell them to run to the car, or where to lock the door, or where to hide in the closet. And depending on what you do, will dictate whether or not they survive the encounter oh, wow. with the killer. And then there's, there's things in between, but it's all about you in this smoky small town radio station and I'm a radio DJ uh, and I, I find it really probably too immersive um, <laughs> especially with the Oculus um, you know it's, it's VR but that's also it's also on console so I can highly recommend if you want something a little bit different uh, Hogwarts Legacy I still haven't played it WB Games it's on all platforms uh, it's a little bit empty there's, there's a massive open world not an awful lot in it but I quite like that uh, Spider-Man 2 of course Insomniac Games PS5 uh, and Hi-Fi Rush. Have you heard of Hi-Fi Rush at all? Nope. Sell it to me. Third-person anime-type style <clears throat> art. Um, I'm trying to think. It's like, kind of like a 3D platformer, but you, you have to button smash in time to the background music, and the world has a beat, and you play to that beat, and you smash to mm. the beat. And you pull off combos, and it's, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of fun. I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did. When I played it, and it's one of those <clears throat> those creeper games. They go not as in they're creepy, but you know, like they they're very very under the radar, and then they come out and they're just a sleeper game. Perhaps. Yep. very very good. Um, so yeah, Hi-Fi Rush. I can highly recommend it on all platforms. If you want something different, it's a third person button mashing robots killing game. But I really really enjoyed it. So um, if uh, you're not into the big ones, highly recommend Hi-Fi Smash. Lovely. Well, I couldn't choose a favourite game of the year because I'm never really ever up to date with the current games. Okay. Which really sucks. Um, well, you see my, you know about my gaming backlog. I do know about your backlog. Which is insane. Um, so I won't, literally only about to finish Miles Morales on PS4. So next year I will be looking forward to Spider-Man 2. So I've given that my runner-up. Okay. From what I have seen, I, I don't I don't care for spoilers in games. It's very uh, good. But it looks fantastic, you know. Travelling through wind tunnels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But my winner mm. comes sponsored by the Protocol. Oh, yeah. The Bro Team. My younger brother, he gave best computer game to Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Uh, I've seen <clears throat> things on the internet. It looks a bit wild. Right. Um, can you? Is it true that you can have sex as a bear or is it with a bear? I mean, I hope, I hope either is correct. <laughs> it looks... Insane. It might get a little bit ropey at times, but mm. you know, why not? I think it's out on PC at the moment, but he was saying it's due out on you know the the bigger consoles, actually like Xbox and PlayStation. And it's from the world of D and D, is that right? I think so. Okay. Um, but I mean, at the time of recording, I will give best computer game award, and I'm going to give it to Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, okay. Uh, I got it as a Christmas present. Nothing. Um, bit of a slow burn at the start, but as you get into it, actually, it picks up from Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And much Best. the same 
kind of mechanics and yeah, play style? very much the same. But you can create your own things to get around the world map. <clears throat> so you grab objects and fuse them together. Fuse them and, together, yeah. and yeah, it's fun. It's I've seen people fun. build um like massive four story size mechs with like rocket launches and stuff. Like mm. some of the things that people make and their creativity is absolutely. Wild. It is bonkers. Which um, mm. which looks really, really good. Again, we referred to them earlier, IGN. They always share videos and images of what people are doing on that game. But it's insane. Mm. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And I can't wait to get further into that game. It's just, uh, you know, I love Zelda games. You know, I'll go back to Ocarina of Time. Yeah. <clears throat> always. Time, that. that was a beautiful yeah. game. Oh, it's wonderful. I would just give that game of the year every year if I could. Why not? But we're talking current, so... Uh, Hopefully next year, Alex, uh, I'll actually uh, be back onto yeah, man. onto current terms with games. Uh, hoping to get a PS5 in the new year once Tokyo's out of the way. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be on the agenda, as will Spider-Man 2. I will actually will play that. Lovely. Something to look forward to. Mm, indeed. Most anticipated, some might say, Dan. We yes, absolutely. We'll talk about that more in the new year. We will. Uh, we've got over to the listener we've got the Utopia Projects podcast mm. they gave their gaming awards to Farming Simulator 23 okay it's a bit of a left field choice those simulator games are though um, it's, it's a couple of years old now. have you seen um, the, the the car wash simulator mm. got a pressure washer and basically you're just cleaning cars and dirty vans. Do it with car, like carpets and floors as well, can't you? I'm sure yeah. there's a game for that. Um, each their own. Uh, they obviously, you know, have a purpose. Quite therapeutic, I guess, cleaning mm. things and doing it in the virtual world. Why not? Well, talking of farming simulator, I picked up Stardew Valley today. Okay. So I'm looking forward to getting my teeth into that. Just something to sit back, relax, burn some of those sweet hours away where I'm going to be bored. And, uh, you know, do a bit of farming, mining, sell some shit to people. I love those games. What more could you ask for? I mean, before we started recording, we were talking about um, Farmville on Facebook. Yeah. Those were the days. They were. You'd message your mate, like, uh, can you uh, can you pick my crops for me? Yeah, do, do me a solid and uh, throw me some fertiliser. <clears throat> yeah. And then you get a random family member that you haven't spoken to since, you know... <laughs> Uncle Philip's bar mitzvah or something, you know, years ago, and he's saying, "Oh yeah, can you come visit my farm?" And you're like, "What? Like, uh, okay." Mm. And that's when I deleted the app on Facebook and thought, "This isn't for me." Mm. I'm gonna go back to posting questionable pictures of my night out from last week, 2009, ladies and gentlemen. And that's that's kind of where you got to, I guess, on the, on that platform. Sadly, no longer a thing. No. Which sucks. What, there's not there's no longer Farmville there or No, you can't get it anymore. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Facebook memories, you can see where I've shared things about it. Oh, but okay. it's like disappeared. So yeah, oh. I presume they've binned it off. Oh dear. A distant memory. Wow. That was what, but a fond one apparently. Thirteen, fourteen years ago. Yeah. Uh perhaps a little bit longer. Burned some time. Plenty of time on that game when I was at uni. Well it should have been doing your your writing assessments. My dissertations and, you know. We're all there. We're all there. Yeah. <clears throat> on to our final section, then we're on to the miscellaneous awards. Okay. Podcasts. Yes. Best podcast. Mine, Dan? Yep. Fire away. 
my best podcast of this year goes to off menu podcast Dan yeah do you know what I've given it to them as well oh good man our favourite said Gamble and James A. Castor I love them it's really really good what's the uh, the concept Dan people haven't listened to this before they get celebrity guests on the show and they talk about their dream menu and of course you've got James A. Castor who's the genie yes and then I've been expecting you for some time <laughs> he says pop it up dot bread pop it up dot bread Alex pop it up dot bread <laughs> Exactly. And other similar catchphrases. I mean, if you haven't listened to it, you have no idea what you just said. No. But, um, it, you'll hear it in the first 15 minutes. Literally. literally. Yeah. But it, it, they, they are celebrities, I guess, but they are comedians, writers, actors. Uh, I think they've even had a your politician on there. Um, it's all walks of life, and it's really interesting. Of course, the one thing that unites us all, regardless of political leanings or... Um, you know uh, movie interests or mm. you know uh, fashion style or, or reading is what we eat that's yeah. the one thing we all have in common because we have to freaking do it yeah and if we do it we want to enjoy it of course and so that's what we all have in common and it's really interesting to kind of hear what people's kind of dream menu would be like and it's no holes bars so you've got a bottomless stomach and you can order whatever you like in whatever way um, there'll be no comeuppance for your nope. high and fat high sugar content menu and it's just all your favourite foods in one go and it's um, it's really interesting to hear what you know um, the celebrity or, or the ilk actually uh, what actually like do you reckon we could do our own spin on it or do you reckon they'd come and sue us I don't think that's in there nice guys I don't think they would I just don't know how it would make it any better Dan it's pretty yeah pretty triple D I, I certainly can't do a, a good impression of James Acaster as we've just learnt there yeah but no, it's, it's really good. Uh, we're not really doing it justice, but um, I'd recommend, um, you know, if you're going out for the shop or for a walk or perhaps some work, you know, mm. having it on the background, it is really good. I always put it on when I'm cooking or washing up. It's just a nice, light relief. Um, it really is. I put it on Christmas Eve. I was just ma- making some, well, I say making, just putting some beige food in the, uh, in the mm. oven. Everyone loves a bit of beige food. Oh yes, and uh, I was listening to the episode with Dawn French, and it's 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 a fantastic Christmas special episode. So good. I mean, at this point, Dawn French is a national treasure. She is certifiable. Yeah. So she's going to be good to listen to. She called them twats, and I really hope one day it will get to a point where she calls us twats, and I will feel honoured that she's called me a twat. Indeed. But runners up, Dan. Yep, yeah, go <clears> for it. I've got the Y files. They deal with um, conspiracies. They debunk. Um, it's a really interesting storyline. AJ tells uh, each of the stories masterfully uh, with a lot of care and, and attention. And uh, there's not scaremongering. It's not uh, embellishment. It's just the facts. I think it's really interesting. Mm. So uh, the Y files for me. You've got the Wolf and Owl, uh, which is uh, Ramesh Raghunathan and Tom Davis, two comedians, and basically talk shit. They get on. They don't really plan their episode. And they just talk about stuff. It's quite interesting, the, the comedian says, so fun. Yeah. And then uh, my favourite is Abroad in Japan, which is the offshoot from the YouTube channel, which is as it sounds like. So it's a guy, his name's Chris Broad, um, and he's uh, 10 years now living in Japan, he's a Brit, and he, he explains kind of the cultural differences, <clears throat> what to do and what not to do, place to see, mm. and some interesting kind of 
things that he experiences while he lives over there but it's just really insightful so even if I mean obviously Dan you need to start listening to it because you're off there soon but even if you have not particularly you know interest in Japanese culture it's still really interesting to hear of kind of that perspective mm. of someone actually living there and kind of telling you like it is so I can highly uh, recommend any of those three I did uh, pick up um, Abroad in Tokyo Tokyo, Japan Abroad in Japan Abroad in Japan yeah um, very recently actually I've only listened to a couple of episodes it's very insightful oh definitely it's fantastic yeah, yeah. and him and Pete uh, Davison or yeah Pete Dav- Donaldson about, and they talk about some of the news and the, in Japan it's yeah, insane it's, what goes on over there yeah it's crackers Pete Donaldson is um is uh is very um he's very much a, a character and he's great to listen to and he's good fun he's a northerner who gives a nice balance to, to the podcast nice yeah how about yours Dan uh, runners up I've given my runners up two films to be buried with oh, right, yeah. uh, which is Brett Goldstein so very similar to Off Menu um, he has a celebrity or a comedian on the show uh, he basically tells them you've died Oh, but you've got room for one film to take with you to heaven for a movie night but he asks questions as you go along you know what's the um, what's the film that's made you cry the most Oh, and then so, they'll discuss yeah. why it's that emotional or you know, what's what's a film that's awkwardly made you horny I don't think he's, he words it quite like that oh. but what's, your, what's the sexiest film I think he puts and then sort of followed up with that is the uh, what's the film that gave you an awkward boner you know oh, I can answer that yeah True Lies probably American Pie for me oh okay mm. oh what with um, Nadia yeah mm. I was awkward for everyone at that age. Yeah, 100%. Because I think, when, well, well, were you when that came out? Oh, I must have been 13, 14. 12, 12 13. Shit. Yeah. Young. Mm. What a time. Bonus. But yeah, really good podcast. So I recommend that one. And uh, if you're not familiar with Brett Goldstein, he was on Ted Lasso. He <clears> played uh, yes. Roy Kent. Uh, I also gave an honourable mention to This Week in Marvel with Ryan yes. Panagos. Mm-hmm. Very good. Official Marvel podcast. They talk about um, movies, games, comics, you name it. You know, If you're a Marvel nerd, check it out. And then I've given another honourable mention to Three Lads in the Pub. So if you're like me and you're a Portsmouth fan, my friend Ryan is one of the co-hosts along with Jeff and Liam. Um, and they talk, talk about you know the, the, the games and their predictions for upcoming matches and stuff. Oh, okay. so it's all good. Uh, if you're not a Porter fan, probably not for you. But still, sounds like the kind of thing that you could get on board with and, and join them in the pub. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, miscellaneous awards. Yeah. This is one of my favourite sections. Okay. Favourite OTT episode? Dan, I've gone with OTT number... 90. Mm. What was that number 90? I was expecting you to say uh, 94. No, your favourite 90s films classics, volume 2. Oh, yes. For the 22nd of September this year. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. I researched it whilst I was on summer holiday. Came back, got some lovely sound bites, some clips. Had a lot of fun reminiscing and lots of nostalgia. Uh, and um, had our spin off um, uh, Deep Blue Sea. Yes, that's what we did. Shortly afterwards, so yeah, um, that was mine. If if you want some film recommendations, I mean, I, I've gone through I think like three hundred mm. films from the nineties, and I talked about some runners up and um, you know some of the not so good films, but yeah, 
there's loads on there, so by all means. We threw some real left field ones as well. I know mm. I did. Um, you know, films like Desperado and. Oh, yeah, with, with penis guns. The penis guns, which carried across into um, another film. Um, and feet licking. <laughs> yeah. It's Quentin Tarantino who loves to uh, suck feet, apparently. Yeah. Who doesn't? Mel made uh, Selma Hayek's um, career, career, though. Mm. She got big after that. Can't think why. <clears throat> no. <laughs> That's mine, Dan. What about yours? Mine goes to OTT ninety four. Yeah, I've got Halloween that in my runners special up. Special with some ghost society. We talked about it in the Christmas episode, but if you haven't listened to that episode, then I say it's worth checking out because it's not just about paranormal, but they try and talk about the normal. And yes, there's some real left field stuff in there as well. So we talked a little bit. We sort of touched upon it, like multiversal stuff and... Unwittingly, yeah. Sort of theories that around paranormal that might necessarily be paranormal, but sort of it's like a cosmic universe. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a good stuff. Oh, it's great. Honourable mentions. Yeah, I'll mention to OTT 94. Uh, we've got OTT 89. Mind-blowing facts, volume one. That was a lot of fun. 15th September. Um... Really interesting. A lot of random things, and as you'd expect, you know, some things which you wouldn't ever think of, and some things which is like, surely that's not the case. Mm. Um, a lot of fun researching that that episode, and um, a lot of them are really mind blowing. Like extending towers, extending Eiffel towers, yes. And Tokyo, not Tokyo, Japan, with their three hundred plus flavored Kit Kats, which might inspire a future episode in twenty twenty four. I'm looking forward to if it happens. Yeah, I need to go pick <clears> up. Plenty of Kit Kats to do some uh, YouTube videos. Plenty of um, additional luggage for that return flight home. Might have to get a, get a bucket as well for that episode, just in case but, there's some nasty stuff in there. Um, indeed. I've got uh, OTT 79, World's Craziest Coincidences, Volume 1. That was a lot of fun. 23rd of June. Um, we talked about it in the last episode, Jack Black. Yes. And his famous mum, legendary mum, uh, amongst others. OTT 73, The Dead Internet Theory, from the 14th of April. I've got that in my honourable mentions. Um, how relevant. You know, yeah. At the, the point we start, we did that episode, it was almost like AI just blew up. I, or did I just become more aware of it? I don't know. It was everywhere, though, and still is, to mm. be, uh, be honest. It's, um, it's, it's very... It is topical, and it's all... I mean, you... You'd be very hard pressed not to find mention of AI in the world press in any given week. It's always going to be an aspect on there. Um, but we actually talk about, you know, the tipping point between AI generated content online versus human and just how fast this stuff's being created and churned out. And at some point, and some people already say it's happened, there'll be more content on the internet. And actually, you've got a question is it real? Hmm. And it's a really fascinating episode to, to kind of get your ears around. Well, interestingly, didn't Paul McCartney recently finish a, an old Beatles song using AI to replicate John Lennon's voice? Yes. Mind-blowing. So it's all over the place. I think there's an AI written book which you can get your hands on. Uh, you'd have to listen to the episode. I can't remember what that book was called, but it's like a book of poems by AI. Yeah, it's great. Really, it's, it is a head-scratcher. It really is. Next award, mm. Bomb of the Year. I think ours is the same, but I think we both question it. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to go for it? Have you got the Marvels? I have. Which is really unusual, 
And I know people are probably scratching their heads at us going, well, why have you said the Marvels? Now, you guys talked in the last episode about how, how much you loved it. Why, why is it a bomb, Alex and Dan? Well, it's flopped at the box office. It has. Because of the, the, the twats on the internet. Or the incels in their mum's basements. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they haven't seen it. In my notes, but the Marvels, apparently. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's not a bomb, but from from a, a financial standpoint and, and box office standpoint, it is. But I I don't see it. We really enjoyed mm. it. We had a lot of fun. We got we we did the on the go, and that that's as honest kind of reviews you get because we're we're seeing it from the cinema doors. You're not you're not going to get something that we reflect upon and we do. We have the full review as usual, but we talk about it as literally we're walking away from the cinema doors. And we both really enjoyed it. We did. Um, so yeah, I, I, mine's tongue in cheek, because I think yours is in the same spirit, which is, it's not a bomb, but it's not a lot of people think it is. The only thing I'd just say is, look, keep an open mind, don't mm-hmm. listen to those reviews, because a lot of people haven't actually seen it. I think it's a standalone film, it does a pretty good job, and there's some really good aspects, so don't take people's words for it, don't no. give it a skip, go watch it, it's, I, I like it. We talked about that vicious cycle, didn't we? You know, people go on in to go, oh, it's crap, it's flopped. But you don't know that because you haven't seen it. And no. the box office speaks for itself. It didn't rake the money in because not no one was seeing it. So you no. can't say it was crap when you haven't watched it. Correct. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, listen to us. It's a great film. Trust us. Go and enjoy it. I mean, you'll have to wait till it's on Disney Plus now, but I can't imagine that will be long. That'll be soon. Yeah. Got me. Getting the Sea Award. This is this is my favourite. I think mine's same as yours. Is it Elon Musk? Yeah. Our award goes to Elon Musk. Yeah, there you go. And you can take Twitter and X or X with you, you fucking bell end. Yeah. Uh, and every rocket that you're sending up on space SpaceX is it? Or whatever it's called. SpaceX. SpaceX. Is that what it's called? Maybe. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? What's his um his, his, his rocket company? The Knob Rockets. That'll do. I don't know. He's every time he sends those <laughs> supermassive rockets up, yes, it's good for science, it's good for, you know, um commercial space flight. But he's punching literal holes in our atmosphere. With these fucking knob rockets. Mm. Stop doing it. Stop blowing this shit up and and start getting it right. I know you've got to innovate, but Jesus Christ, can you do it in a more ecological-friendly manner? Uh, yeah, please. And X, Twitter, it's just even more hostile and nasty as ever. There's, there's some arguments to say, though, Dan, that he's done it because he never liked the platform. Oh. So he's bought it just to dick around with it and go, and, and pummel it into the ground. Do you know what really bugs me as well, actually? Um, that's a nice little segue into one of the listeners. I've got an honourable mention. Sorry, right. Dan, very, very quickly. I just need to... To make it clear, I didn't say space sex. Oh, it's space. It is X. SpaceX. SpaceX. Um, it is you know. SpaceX. Yeah, but I appreciate. It. I just sound like I'm saying SpaceX. I do have an honourable mention, but this does sort of lead quite well into the whole Twitter slash X right. thing. And uh, we've got that ale guy. He's his getting the C award goes to verified accounts with less than three thousand followers. Yeah, because you can pay for them now. You can you? pay for a blue tick. Mm. Why? Why? Why are you putting money in that knobhead's pocket? <clears throat> but surely it devalues it because what's the point? Anyone can be verified, so therefore no one's verified. Mm. There's no ex- exclusivity. What does it tell you? You just pay a, a monthly subscription of eight dollars. Yeah, whatever well, you, it is. You think back in the day, 
back in the day, when we went onto Twitter, the only people who verified blue tick were celebrities. Yeah. Or sports teams. Whereas now, everyone's got one. Yep. I mean, what I don't know why you're paying for it. Get in the sea. Honourable mention mm. goes to Joey Barton. Yeah, he's he's uh, kicking the hornet's nest at the minute, isn't he? He is. Um, at the current time of recording, it's about female commentators and pundits. I just don't get it. He's got some beef with, um, what's Alex's name? The lass? Oh, um... Did she play for Arsenal and for the Lions? Yes, I know who you mean. Um, Keep talking, he, I'll find he, out. He took shots at her and she, she had such a classy comeback. She was like, basically, he didn't he didn't address it at the, the weekend that he came out with the, the drivel. She especially you know, said, look, you know, keep on doing all the hard work. It's being noticed. People enjoying the games. We're getting more time. We're being recognised. You know, we'll soon, hopefully in the future, be, you know, paid the same in terms of professional footballing status. Um, keep on doing what you're doing and working hard. Basically just ignoring him and just basically saying, keep your head down and crack on. And that was so classy. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, Alex Scott. Alex Scott. Yeah. Um, but Joey Barton, just just an ass. Stop being divisive. Does he play football anymore? No, he was manager of Bristol Rovers, but he recently got sacked and now he's doing a podcast. How the mighty have fallen. He's just an arsehole. Whenever yeah. he comes to Fratton Park, he's just, yeah, gets a bit of stick from us Pompey fans. Good. Which is all good. Uh, and then we've got Luke. His award goes to three people. Oh, okay. Or associates. Southampton Football Club. Oof. Obviously, as a Pompey fan, that's uh, a given. <clears throat> Brewdog. Oh, no, he's got four. I tell a lie. Putin mm. and the Tories. Okay. I mean, that's a lot to um, digest there, but Brewdog, I would happily agree with because the bloke that owns it is a knobhead. And wow. the culture of Brewdog is horrendous if okay. you're an employer. So there is a documentary about it on BBC, which he's denied all claims, but that many hornblowers. Okay. Yeah. Well, we all know about Putin. Yep. We don't need to go there. And the Tories, well, it's a nice little segue into Dick slash Villain of the Year, Alex. Mm. My uh, award went to, oh, you guessed it, the Tories. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mine, Dan, went to Andrew Tate. Yeah, knobhead. I didn't even know anything about this guy until he was making un- unfortunate news and just the, the misogyny and just how he's brainwashing little kids at school, impressionable young young boys, not even men, who think it's okay to objectify women. And it's horrendous. And he's got this mm. reach and this, this, this almost this pyramid scheme seemingly of, oh, if you buy into this and I'll get you wealth, riches and... And women, and that's 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 effectively all the toxic traits of a nineties man. Well, what why why have we not learned in the last thirty years? Like mm. that's none of that's cool. And yeah, all right, you have money, but I'd argue, are you really happy? Because some of the stuff you're saying doesn't doesn't look like you are. No. 
and you you can firsthand speak to any teacher probably in the school and say in the school across across the country and say what's your impression of Andrew Tate and, the, and his effect on schoolboys and it's not positive I think we picked up on this on our fifth birthday episode someone asked us a question between him and someone else yeah. it might have been the Brewdog owner actually but I think Andrew Tate sort of takes the crown really it's, over the two it's horrible there's, there's the stuff he's spouting like you can have those opinions but not on impressionable kids who don't know any better he's imprisoned at the moment isn't he in Romania house arrest oh what a shame I know He's not allowed out to see his ill mum, apparently, from what I was reading recently. Okay. So, what yeah, um, my runners-up, of course, is the Conservative Party leadership. Oh, um, yes. What a shit show. And I never voted for any of them. And they continue to keep on shuffling the cars and the deck and the cabinet in the hopes that they'll hold on to power in May next year. Um, and people have short-term memories, and those people probably will vote them back in. I hope not, because... I can't do another five years of this shit. I know. But unfortunately, there's not anyone who's any better, but um, the last three leaders of the Conservative Party, no one actually voted. No right. one voted for, or at least two of them. So at least we have an election that actually people have purposely and consciously decided to screw up the country. And if they've, they've consciously done that, then that's on them. But at the minute, we're getting people who actually have no kind of elected say, but yet because the rules are say they have to because they can they they are and that's just not right I mean they've taken the economy in the last year or so um, apparently trying to put you on a boat on a barge yeah that's, that's full of legionnaires and get you sick and then deport you to Africa I mean what what the fuck have we got to, to do with that I don't know it's bonkers what right do we have to put someone in a fucking plane Rwanda isn't it they fly them to, to to Africa what, why should the African countries take people that are seemingly apparently we don't want but yet then we find it hard to be able to f- fulfil jobs getting onto a soapbox here mm. the point I'm making is we don't get political either usually no, but we've both got a lot to no one about. asked for this no since when have we become an iso- isolation or is- I can't think of the term an isolated nation that apparently hates people they speak yeah. for me yeah, don't speak for me either, you know. Um, mm. More focused on stopping the boats <clears throat> coming over from France than they are sorting out the rest of their messes that they've made in the last 30 it's years. It's a don't, don't look here, look over there tactic and it's getting a bit old now. Yeah, no, no one sees your... Everyone sees through your bullshit. Do your work, do your job, yeah. make your country proud. That's all we ask for. It's, it's very similar with our listeners, to be honest. Uh, so Zach's award went to... Boris Johnson. Yep, the arrogance is just phenomenal. Mm. It really is. If if I had an ounce of what he has or he exhumes, it'd be phenomenal. Uh, I I would. A lot of people would still hate me. Um, but yeah, wow, just the guy. Just he could do whatever he wants. COVID inquiries. Oh yeah, sorry, I've lost my phone. Yeah. And then when he did hand it, there was loads of like stuff like redacted from the messages and stuff. Like, yeah, of course it is. Absolute blonde. Yeah, I don't, I don't know my pin number. Don't know my phone. What? <laughs> you, you you put it in dozens of times a day. And you don't know it. Bonkers. How can people lie so often? <laughs> anyway, and then we got Luke. His yes. award goes to Rishi Sunak. Yeah, resounding uh, award status to these people. Also a scummer. He's a Southampton fan. Yeah. 
Hero of the Year. This is it. This is our last award. Okay. I don't have one, Dan. By the way, you don't. No. Oh. Apart from the listener, the listeners are they um is my hero. Yeah. Nice. So I did that. My award went to. Mm. This is really cliche. My award went to. My missus. Okay. Yes. Now look. Now hear me out. So I might be oversharing. Now she yeah. might listen to this and tell me off. But this, this year. She was diagnosed with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's been tough. You know, you have the good days, you have the bad days, but yet somehow she goes out and smashes it every week. Back in April, she did London and Belfast marathons back to back weekends. She did Ride 100, which is a 100 mile bike ride around London Oof. or that area. Yep. She did the Swim Serpentine. And for the Swim Serpentine, she smashed her fundraiser for the Mintridge Foundation. So much so that she won the award for Best Fundraiser of the Year for them. That's so she amazing. got a trophy. Mm. Um, and she was also awarded Most Improved Swimmer through a um, sports coach uh, for performance. Just Yeah, just smashed it. Phenomenal. And of course, we've got Tokyo coming up in <clears throat> February. So... She just goes out there and smashes it despite some challenges. Th- those challenges, yeah. yeah. No, it is um it is remarkable. Over to the listener. <laughs> just the one. That ale guy, he gave his award to Daily Tipple for being the go to guy to call bullshit out. Okay. And we like heroes like that, right? We do. Uh, I've not heard of him. I don't know where to find him. But maybe we'll check him out. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, we've already called a load of bullshit out today in the miscellaneous awards with, um, you know, Get in the Sea Award and, and Deep the Linear. Yeah. I'm a bit sad. We didn't do a Get in the Sea episode this year. Maybe next year. Or Grind Your Gears. That's it. What Grind Your yeah. Gears. That's a good episode. Didn't do it this year, but um, maybe there hasn't been enough annoying us. Is that a good thing? It must be. I think it might be a good thing. Yeah. Especially as I get older and more miserable. Not going to bode well next year. A no. year older. We'll see what happens. Perhaps it'll be next year, job. And that's it. That is the OTT Awards over. Go grab your champagne, sit back and relax, kick off your high heels and your smart shoes, put on your flip-flops and your sliders because we've got the after party. Um, and we're going to go enjoy ourselves, Dan. We are. Uh, it's been um, a glitz and glamour show this uh, this evening. It has. Um, we've handed out those awards. I don't know what the award looks like. Um, a giant wave with on front. our faces on it. We've got to have um, AI generate one of those. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen, isn't it? I'm going to do it. Yeah. We'll do it um, So look out for that. <clears throat> but yeah, well, we've handed out those those lovely beauties, whether you like it or not. And hopefully there's some there that uh, you guys recognise. But look, there's plenty of time still to get involved if, you know, if there's some that we've missed, some categories perhaps you want to comment on or some um, some that you think actually should be more worthy of the awards, then by all means. Still get in contact, still um, write to us, send us a voice message and let us mm. know what your input is we're still really interested of course we've got some episodes coming up in the yeah. new year yep we will have your most anticipated 2024 where we talk about not just what we're looking forward to no. but what you are as well so get involved it's a good episode one of our favourite annual episodes yeah it's really good 
And then after that, we're going left field. We're going down another rabbit hole. My favourite. The life simulation theory. Mm. Starting strong next year. Yeah, it's going to mess up some people. They're going to be looking for glitches in the Matrix and questioning reality. But, you know, when would you not when you're listening to an episode of OTT? Sounds like a typical OTT episode. Oh, it's going to be good. Mandela effects, conspiracy theories, dead internet theories. This is it. Folklore. Yeah. A thing of beauty. It will be. Paranormal. Mm. We love it. So if you want to get involved, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, which is at on the topic pod, and then we've got Gmail, which is on the topic podcast at gmail.com. If you follow any of those, there is a link to Spotify for podcasters. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I want to say it was Anchor, but um, you've been saying it for five years, we can let you off. Click on that link. Tell it that you accept to use your phone as a microphone and then send us a voicemail like some of our previous listeners have in the past. Yes, please. And then we've got WordPress and YouTube, Alex. Yeah, uh, it's um, ontopicpodcast.blogpress.com. Got to remember now. Uh, on there's our, um, our back catalogue. You've got our ugly mugs. Got our newsletter. Subscribe and you can be notified when we drop a, a fresh episode um, straight committed to the, uh, the internet and um, yeah you can read up all about us on there and also we've got YouTube so everything that you're listening to now is miraculously on a visual form as well who'd have thought it Uh, that's at O-T-T-G-I-T-S or you've got to search for it on Topic Podcast Uh, subscribe and hit that notification bell again when an episode drops uh, plenty of you do stream and watch us on there thank you so much Um, continue to do so and we'll put some more content over time on there. Perhaps we'll have some cameras and film some videos, yeah. I'm sure we'll try and do one with the Kit Kats, to be fair. Oh, yeah, good shout. That'll be a lot of fun. People <clears> seeing <throat> us disgusted eating a soy Kit Kat. Thrown up into a bucket. Oh, yes. Not because it's soy, just... Maybe we won't show that. Overindulgence, perhaps not. Maybe a soy Kit Kat would be good, though. You know, you think salty and sweet. Maybe. Umami. But yeah, um, it's all out there. So by all means, um, you've got no excuse. Subscribe, stream, listen. And as you say, Dan, get involved. Yeah. That is it for another week. I'm uh, Well, I'm on the craft beer now. Uh, I'm on Made of Brighton, unbarred, a casual pale, weighing yes. at 4.5%. I've been Dan. And I'm going to take off my tux and uh, strut around the dance floor. I'm Alex. And we'll see you next time.